Hey there, and welcome to the Jimmy's Table podcast at jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey. I'm curiously evangelical, politically homeless, and a dreamer of small things. On this podcast, I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life, and culture. So if you have honest questions, aren't afraid to have difficult conversations, and want to have a little fun along the way, then pull up a chair. This podcast is for you. So I'm kind of excited about today's podcast, episode 104, Knowing Christ Crucified. I'm going to go ahead and do an Easter-themed podcast for this week, um, just because the podcast happens to coincide with Easter. So, uh, you know, you're going to hear a bit about Jesus and some Bible stuff today, uh, a little bit more uh, than I normally do for any particular episode. It's going to be a little preachy. So just to forewarn you, for those of you who maybe... Uh, aren't necessarily down with the super preachy stuff, but hey, it's Easter, right? So if you didn't go to church uh, this year uh, because you know you, you're not into the church thing, well, here's your chance to hear a little preach. Ha, glory. <laughs> anyway, but uh, personally, I'm kind of excited about it. Um, not only just because it's my opportunity to share my faith and uh, tell you a little bit about Jesus, but also this year um, I will be going back to church uh, for the first time since the beginning of. COVID uh, beginning. So it's kind of exciting to be able to do that on Easter, considering Easter a year ago, um, everything was on lockdown and we didn't have that opportunity to gather together as a church and celebrate Easter in person. Um, So I'm very excited to be doing that. My wife has had all her COVID vaccine shots. I've had one of my two shots um, for the uh, COVID vaccine. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty safe for her. I'm feeling pretty safe for me, and I'm just, I'm just excited. Um, I'm really excited about getting together to celebrate uh, the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Normally, I like to start off the episode with a little commentary and some sort of video clip, but couldn't really think of any sort of video clip that went well with Easter. Uh, <laughs> so, I, I think we'll just go ahead and get into a passage of scripture that I want to read and just kind of uh, lightly expound on for the next couple minutes. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2, the Apostle Paul wrote, I determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. And I think that's kind of an amazing statement for the Apostle Paul to make because, you know, when you think of ministry, when you think of preaching, um, you think of a lot of different things and you think of you know, lots of warm and fuzzy sermons. You think of sermons that are heavy on hell, heavy on heaven, um, or a lot of sermons that have a great deal of things to help you get through life and and to be a better you. (laughs) Well, I I find it interesting that in light of that's kind of what Christianity has kind of become for a lot of people and what they think the sermon should be about. Um, I think it's interesting that the Apostle Paul wrote his letter to the Corinthians saying, I determined to know nothing among you except Christ and him crucified. Now, that's not to say the Apostle Paul didn't talk about a lot of other stuff. He most certainly did. His his letters are full of a lot of different other stuff related to Jesus, the gospel, God, and theology, and, and just practical housekeeping matters. But the emphasis of everything that he'd said and did 
was to drive home the point that those who were listening to his ministry, who were receiving his life, his ministry, and everything that he had to impart uh, to the churches that he established so long ago, he, he wanted them to know first and foremost what he was about. And that was making sure that whatever he was teaching on, whatever he was preaching on, whatever he was seeking to do in the life of the church, that he wanted his followers in the church to know one thing and one thing alone. And that is the knowledge of Christ and him crucified. That that would be the foremost thing in their mind and the heart of the faith that he was planting among them. And we think of Easter and and so much emphasis is always on the resurrection. And and we talk a lot about the resurrection and we talk a lot about the cross. Um, But if you had to choose which doctrine you were going to dismiss and which doctrine was going to become your favorite, for Paul, it was all about the cross of Jesus Christ. Because unless we know Christ and him crucified, and unless that is the foremost thought of our faith and our gospel and our preaching and our teaching and, and everything that we are about in regard to Jesus, unless we know Christ and him crucified, we don't know him at all. And we don't know God as we ought. The cross is the first and foremost symbol of Christianity for a reason. We make the cross the center of our religion and not an arrow that points up to the sky. (laughs) It's the cross that is supposed to be the, the thing that all of Christianity focuses on. For we have a religion that is centered around the God, the creator of this world, dying on a cross. And that is the essence of our faith. And, and, and there's a very important reason behind all this. And there's lots of theology to go into this. And I'd like to talk a little bit about that uh, today. But Paul wanted his adherers to know that Christ was crucified, not just simply as a historical matter. It wasn't just a doctrine. It wasn't just a creed. It wasn't just some sort of fact It wasn't just some sort of magical formula that people recited as part of a prayer. Rather, the the idea of a crucified God, a crucified Messiah, is the very thing that turns the world upside down and empties this world of everything that the world (laughs) ultimately uh, represents. For it's ultimately the cross of Jesus Christ that we are called to identify with, believe on, embrace, and experience. For it is in the cross that our Creator was crucified. And in that moment, in that moment, He conquered everything that the world had represented. Jesus overcame the powers and riches and wisdom of everything that this world has to offer and the madness by which it operates. And He did that not by fighting back not trying to make a bigger army to fight on his behalf, to build up massive fortunes and wealth and to compete for power. Rather, instead of trying to play those games, games that we know very well, games that we ourselves are often playing with our politics and with our lives and and with the way that we govern our affairs, instead of operating by that, Jesus conquered the world and everything that's in it, not by building a bigger army, fortune, or competing for political power. But he conquered the world 
and disarmed all the principalities and powers that are in this world by choosing to voluntarily embrace death and the threats and the furies of hell and everything that the world could possibly throw at him. The early church fathers understanding this, out, writing outside the New Testament, talked about the idea of God reigning from a tree. You know, we, we usually think of kings, and Jesus is king of kings and lord of lords, and, and we think of kings as sitting on lofty, powerful thrones and issuing dictates and, and commanding the masses and just having all sorts of things done. And we think of these larger-than-life figures who, who are displayed in all sorts of royalty and all sorts of pomp and circumstance and, and who have people at their every beck and call. But when Jesus came to this world as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, he didn't overcome and conquer this world by simply outplaying the world at its own game. He did it by reigning from a tree. And the idea of, of Jesus reigning from a tree, the idea of Jesus, the creator of all the world, being crucified, the, that the Messiah, the promised Messiah that was promised to the Jews and the kingdom that God was establishing through them, that this idea was found offensive by many, and it's still found offensive by many today, even within the church. Paul says elsewhere that, that uh, the, the crucified Messiah um, the cross of Jesus Christ ultimately represents a wisdom of God and a wisdom of that this world has ultimately rejected. He says this wisdom that comes from heaven is, is foolishness to Jews and Greeks alike. That is, people who are supposed to be in the know. And this wisdom that God operates in this world by allowing himself to be crucified by these people in the know ultimately turns the world upside down. It robs the world of all of its ability to boast and flex its muscles. It robs the world of, of its threats of power and dominance and conquering through fear and competition and, and all these sort of things that the world does in order to, to win at its game. And instead, the cross, it symbolizes uh, God willingly embracing failure and weakness and vulnerability, and obscurity, and poverty. And this is the exact opposite of our American Christianity, especially our nationalistic American version of Christianity, where we're always trying to live our best lives now to obtain riches, honor, glory, political power, might, and success, so that we can take nations for Jesus. We, we love this happy, clappy version of Christianity where we sing about victory and overcoming life's challenges and pitfalls and obstacles and sins and temptations. We love this, this Jesus and the soccer mom type thing and where Jesus just helps all these you know soccer moms overcome all their middle class problems. Uh, where Jesus helps us to become affluent business leaders and, and so that our kids do well in school and stay out of jail and get into the college of their choice and, and that, that we use the power of Jesus to uh, elect and pick politicians who kick their opponents' butts. And, and we love that. And we, we somehow think that Christianity is just one of many competing powers and that the only way to, to win uh, is to win at all costs and to do so trying to just simply outpower the world, outsmart the world, and, and play the world's game. And we've been doing that for so long. 
we've been trying to to just think we could just be as affluent as the world and just as educated as the world and just as as powerful as the world and just as you know all the other things that the world is but Jesus Christ calls us to to pick up our cross and to follow him and to die to self and to die to daily to ourselves and to to reject those games where we're playing for power and prestige and influence instead when we pick the cross when we pick up the cross um you know there's this great old saying from A.W. Tozer who said you know one thing about a man carrying a cross outside a city you know he's not coming back and that needs to be something that can be said of us that you and I have identified with Christ, that we have picked up our cross to follow him, and that all that we are and represent and everything that is our lives has been ultimately set aside. There's, it, it's almost not even worth saying because it might seem so obvious, um, but there's something about crucifixion that changes a man for good. There's something about crucifixion that changes a man for good. And I feel for many of us, I, I question, ha, have we been to the cross? Because it seems like there's still a lot of us playing these power games where we're just trying to get richer, wealthier, more influential, more powerful, where we're, we're trying to compete in everything that we do. And everything is so that we can have our best life now. And not so that we can necessarily deny ourselves and to put ourselves in a place where we might fail, where we might be shown to be weak, where we might be shown to be vulnerable, where we're willing to embrace obscurity, and maybe even at times, poverty. Because when you choose a cross and you get crucified on it, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of winning when you're getting crucified. Instead, you're exposed to the elements. You're exposed and everybody can see you naked. They can see all everything that is wrong about you. And they think there must be something wrong with you because otherwise, why would you have died? <laughs> why would you have been crucified? Why would somebody have picked you out and targeted you? And that's what Christ experienced on the cross. He experienced the the apparent failure of a, a successful ministry. He, ex, he experienced abandonment by even his closest of followers. He gave himself over to vulnerability. He gave himself over to being conquered by all the political machine and powers that the Roman and Jewish empires <laughs> in those days represented. He gave himself to being crushed, to being bruised, to being smitten, spat upon, flogged, and crucified. He gave himself all over to that. My question simply is, have you? Have you given yourself over to that? Have you experienced this crucifixion in your life that changed you forever? Sometimes I think not. Sometimes I think not because we want all the victory, we want all the power, we want Christianity just to be a religion of resurrection. We don't want Christianity to be a religion of the cross. We want it to be 
the religion of an arrow that points to the sky. And don't get me wrong, there is a wonderful message in the gospel about resurrection and the power of the resurrection and Jesus living forever because of the resurrection and the power of God that can transform our lives um, and do amazing things in our lives and do amazing things in the lives of our friends and family and, and those around us. But as the late Art Katz used to say, death must always precede the resurrection in the ways of God. And if God is going to do anything in your life, it won't be without first bringing you to the cross. And it's from dying to self and experiencing sufferings and, and going through hardship and trial and moments of weakness and fear and doubting and, and going through all sorts of difficulty. It's in those moments that once you've passed through those, just as Jesus did, that you can experience new life and resurrection. But it won't be first without going through a cross. And often we attempt to shortcut that because we don't like the suffering, we don't like the vulnerability, we don't like being alone. We don't want to die. It's our greatest impulse to fight against death, the, 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 the impulse that you and I have to live and to flourish, and to do well, is an amazing impulse. But in Christianity, we don't get to experience that flourishing, that life, without first embracing a cross, and suffering, and dying to self, and having that old life and everything that it represented obliterated. Because that's what crosses do to people. Crosses obliterate everything that existed in your world and it left you for dead. And that's why as you and I as Christians, for those of you who are, are ultimately called to identify with that cross. Because it's from that cross, by embracing the cross of Jesus Christ and by dying to this world and being crucified to this world, that we can pick up with Christ, the life of the resurrection, so that we can flourish as he would have us to flourish, so that we can produce the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. It's not so we can fight back against this world. It's not so we can build a better army. It's not so that we can have better riches and to compete for power with better political parties. <laughs> no. It's our ability to choose to identify with Christ so that as Christ reign, reigned and conquered from a tree, that you and I can as well. But it won't be until you and I choose to willingly embrace that cross to die to self that we can experience that life. Because if, if we try to shortcut that, then all you know we are left with fortune cookie style sayings. <laughs> and that's what so much of these guys who preach a lot of this stuff out there, um, you know, they sound like broken fortune cookies at the end of the day. They have cute little platitudes. They can play little self-help games and they can be as wise as the wisest of pagans out there. They can compete with the Oprahs of the world. 
but God's not wanting to do that. He wants all of humanity to ultimately be brought through the same cross that Jesus died on. And that's ultimately why the Apostle Paul was able to write to the Corinthians that I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. For a crucified Christ is the heart of everything that Christianity teaches. And without it, we have nothing. So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, episode 104, Jimmy's Table Podcast. Knowing Christ and Him crucified, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Resurrection Day. Um, Hope you are able to celebrate it um, and that you do so with much fanfare. You know, Easter is one of those holidays I would like to see uh, get a little bit more love and attention uh, than we give it. Um, there's, There's one... Uh, There's some people across the world who, for Easter, uh, they fire off crazy amount of firecrackers at one another. (laughs) You know, I think think that would be much preferred over the more uh, laid-back sunrise services that a lot of churches have. Let's let's replace sunrise services with fireworks. (laughs) Anyway, that's that's my two cents on that. So I hope everybody has a wonderful Easter. Everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey, jimmystable.com. You can go to my podcast... Uh, website jimmystable.com slash subscribe and you can subscribe this podcast either by email or you can follow through Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google or wherever this podcast is found and I hope you email me jimmy at jimmystable.com I'd love to hear your feedback Um, and uh, I hope you come back and listen some more because at jimmystable.com I'm having conversations about the intersection of faith, life and culture And uh, that's my ultimate goal here, to help foster conversations that center around those things. So if you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe. Take care, everybody. God bless, and have a good one. That's all I have to say about that. That's the right on, man. You said it all.